On Shabbos we read where the Torah relates each of the offerings donated by the Nesim, the leaders of the Twelve Shvatim, for the inauguration of the Mizbeach. Although their gifts are identical, each one is individually described by the Torah. On the first day, the Torah tells us it was Nachshon ben Aminadav, the Nasi of Shevet Yehuda. And the Torah enumerates what his offerings consisted of. On the second day, it was Nesana ben Suar, the Nasi of Shevet Yisachar's turn, and so on. If we examine Rashi, we find something very peculiar. On the offerings of Nesana ben Suar on the second day, Rashi explains the deeper meaning and the underlying reasons behind the number of the offerings. So why doesn't Rashi state his explanation by Nachshon ben Aminadav on the first day? Wouldn't it be logical to state the reasons behind those numbers immediately after mentioning them for the first time? So the Chadush Arim says, Rashi is teaching us a very profound principle in Avodah Hashem. If Rashi would have placed it by Nachshon on day one, then he obviously would not have put those reasons again on day two. And we would have been left thinking that not only were Nachshon's and Nisana's offerings the same, but their thoughts and intent while bringing their offerings were also identical. So to debunk that myth and to teach us that each Nasi had their own unique Kavanos and their own unique Machshavos, Rashi put them by Nisanel on day two. So perhaps the message the Ger Rebbe is teaching us, as long as we practice unity, we can embrace diversity. If we are a unified group and live by Ardes, we can respect our differences. We find a similar concept in Parshas by Midbar. The Torah mentions that the system of identifying the various Shvatim during their travels in the Midbar was by having each one associated with distinctly colored flags. Those unique flags began during the second year of travels following the exodus of Mitzrayim. So why did it take them a whole year to come up with this system? Serbiankov Kamenetsky explains that the varying flags really were a symbol of differences that existed within Klai Yisrael. The different colors and different drawings represented on the flags connoted the different personalities and the different approaches that were present in each Shevet. The flags was really a reason for divisiveness and separation between them. They all represented the different philosophies and approaches represented by each of those Shvatim. So in actuality, the flags was something negative. But it didn't matter. It did not cause dissension and enmity between them because there was a Mishkan in the middle. The Mishkan served as a unifying force for all the different elements amongst the Jewish people. Despite the fact that there are different paths to Avodah Hashem, but ultimately we are all in it for the same reason, to serve Hashem. That is why until the Mishkan was established during the second year of their travels, the flags could not be implemented. Hashem did not want flags representing divisiveness in Klai Yisrael. However, once the Mishkan with its unifying abilities was present and everyone had the same common mission and goal, they could have the liberty of demonstrating their different approaches to avoid the Hashem as symbolized by the different flags. Likewise, even though on the surface it appeared that all the Nesim brought identical sacrifices, however, as the Chadush Arim teaches us, they were divergent in their approach and intent. The Ger Rebbe is teaching us, as long as we are all sincere and altruistic and have the same common goal without ulterior motives, mainly that we are all here to serve the Rabbi Nishaloylam, we can be diverse in the way we serve Him. Then it doesn't matter what nusach the other person davens, or what type of hat he wears, or what color yarmulke, or what color socks he wears. If we understand that we are all on the same team, and we all have a role to play, does it really matter what position we play? 
when our enemies attack us, they view us all collectively as Jews. Shouldn't we have that same perspective? There's a story told about the Panovich Arav. He was once in a shul in Chicago raising money for his yeshiva. He was famous for being a prolific fundraiser. And he gets up there and he gives one of his patented speeches. He's humorous, he's inspiring, and he's talking about the significance of supporting Torah. And everybody was taking out their checkbooks and they were about to give him a lot of money. Towards the end of his speech, a mashulach from the yeshiva of Navardik walks into shul. And he sees the Panovich Arav. And right away he realizes that he has no chance to compete with the ultra-charismatic and personality of the Panovich Arav. So he's thinking, if I'm not going to make any money tonight, at least let me sit down and enjoy a great speech. And as he's about to conclude his speech, the Panovich Arav says, now that you all recognize the chashivas of contributing and being part of Torah learning, there's a Meshulach here from Yisrael, and he's collecting money for a very prestigious yeshiva. And I ask you all that the money that you intended to give me tonight, rather give it to this Meshulach. And needless to say, this Meshulach made more money that night than he could have ever imagined. And after the people left, the Meshulach approaches the Panovich Arav and he tells him, I'm so grateful to you, thank you so much, but you also have a yeshiva and you didn't fly all the way from Yisrael to Chicago to make an appeal on behalf of my yeshiva. And the Panovich Arav told him something so powerful, a quote that should be hanging in the offices of every yeshiva. I didn't come to America to collect money for Panovich. I came to collect money for the support of Torah. It's not my yeshiva, your yeshiva. We're not in competition. We're all on the same team. I'm here in America to raise money for Limited Torah. Does it really matter to which yeshiva the money is going to? If I raise enough money for 50 boys to learn this month, does it really make a difference to Hashem where the boys are located? In the Panovich Basmedrish or in the Navardic Basmedrish? If only we had this mindset and attitude today. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.